Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. We are about to talk to Indy. So much to get into. Indy is, uh, yes, the sister of Lord, but also her own artist and human being. There's so much to discuss. Uh, today's interview, by the way, being delivered to you by GoPuff. GoPuff is the convenience store, the present and the future. Thousands of items available in the palm of your hand. Seriously, whatever you need, whenever you need it, go puff it. From booze to snacks to home goods, whatever you need, they got you covered no matter what. Plus, if you try them out right now, we'll save $10 off your first two orders. Just use the code ZAC10 when you are checking out. ZAC10, use it when you check out. You'll save 10 bucks. Here's Indy. Yeah, you have a pure Kiwi accent, whereas like I hang around a lot with Jacob, and it's so tainted yeah. by. Well, I can Australia. do. I can do like a. I can do a perfect American too. Whoa. Yeah, because I had an ID, a fake ID, so I can do it really well. That's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's just like a tone change. It, no, that wasn't too good, but. Hello, beautiful human. <laughs> Hi, my name is Zach. That is Danny. Welcome, Indy, to the studio. Hello. Hey. That was a hey. great American accent. Yeah. How long did it take you to perfect that? Um, like a year or so. What? What? And you did it because you had a fake ID, yeah. or was it? And something... also, I used to act, so it was oh. like auditions and stuff. You needed to, mm-hmm. so you you have the ability to like take on a whole character. Yeah. In, in, in an American accent. Yeah. But with like a fake ID, I had to. It was Ohio, and I had to like Google what that where that was, and like yeah. come up with all the like yeah. So yeah, sister, you had a story. Yeah. I get but that. it works. I sometimes order like um, Starbucks in an American accent because they'll be like, "What?" I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> Cappuccino. They're like, "What?" It's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> easier. You mm. speak their language. Yeah. I feel like you should teach our friend Jacob how to do that because he he's got a he's got like the dirty Dunedin accent. That's what we call it. It's like um South Island. He just talks differently. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is dirty a good thing or a bad thing? It's like um. Oh, it's just it's classic like Kiwian in New Zealand. Like I'm, I moved to New York when I was like eighteen, so I kind of have a very mm-hmm. straight accent. But he's his is like also his is Aussie and Kiwi. Yeah, he's just it's just a mess. <laughs> but he tries to do an American accent, and it's really insulting. Yeah, because they go, they'll be like Thursday. Oh my god, that's it. <laughs> but the that's thing it. is, yeah, it's the tone change. Like you just go Thursday. Americans like slowly they just drag their voice lower, but. Uh, like Australians trying to do an accent, be like, "Hey, mate, how are you on Thursday?" That's like, exactly what he does. Yeah, and it yeah. sounds like mm-hmm. he inhaled something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kiwi, do you want to try? I don't know if you can use that microphone to be heard. Can yeah, you, you can hear him. Can you hear me? <laughs> okay, wait, wait. So, what do you want to hear me do? Can you do? Can you just try like to say some say some in Amer- American voice? Say like, "Hey, I'm coming around Thursday." Something hey. like that. 
Hey, I'm coming around Thursday. See, it's, it goes up. The thing with Kiwis is that we bring our voice up and Americans bring it down. So when I ask a question, it goes up. Okay. What are you doing today? And then America will be like, what are you doing today? Okay, you know? well, with, oh, with yeah. those tips, let me try again. <laughs> okay. I should bring it down. By the way, he wants to be a voice actor, so this is, <laughs> yeah, this is good. his first well, foyer. Do yeah, fair enough. Okay, so I'm bringing it down more. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what are you doing on Thursday? That's better, but just like drag it. Think it's slow. Just think it's like, think you're a Californian, you know, you're surfing's just really slow, like okay. driving on the PCH. And your tone there Chill. is just very robotically fake. Here we go. Okay, third time lucky. It's like a bot. It's insulting. An AI bot. Here we go. Hey, what are you doing on Thursday? Mm, no. Okay, well. Hey, what are you doing on Thursday? <laughs> hey, what are you doing on Thursday? Yeah. Wow, Dan, that was hey, so what good. are you doing on Thursday? Man, I nailed that American accent. Yeah. Oh, can you do a Kiwi? Fuck no. Kiwi's real hard. <laughs> Kiwi's like the heart of New Zealand. Because Aussie is so like, hey, what are you doing on Thursday? You know, ee. Hey, guess. what are you doing on Thursday? Oh, jeez. Oh. That's you should get what do we think? That's actually worse than anything <laughs> Jacob's think? ever done. And Jacob's spoken some real shit. Man, that was bad. Wow. Accents aren't from me. You feel like you learned anything there? No. Actually, no. I'm not gonna lie. Kind, no. I tried, but oh. I don't. I don't know. No. Yeah. Wow, dirty accent, man. What's it like to be a mutt in the vocal in the vocal world? Wow. Mm. wow. We're here to talk music, by the way, <laughs> not accents. <laughs> but I do find accents really interesting, and I do think that one's ability to like change the way they sound has to do mm -hmm. with their ear. You know. Yeah. Musically inclined people yeah. have the ability to change their voice and mimic sounds sure. and hear like really detailed cadences and dictions that like mm -hmm. a normal human being just wouldn't pick up on yeah i agree i think it's also weird because in my when i sing i sound american like i don't really sing in a new zealand accent i've just naturally always done an american voice weirdly. would you even think about it no it's just it's just i think it's like what i've because i spent so many years consuming like american music yeah and like soundtrack so it's just naturally does that was hometown the first song you ever wrote yeah well yeah, like the first proper song, yeah, it was like, yeah. What pushed you to even like want to jot down thoughts and feelings and then eventually turn that into a record? Well, I wrote two books, like I'm a poet first yeah. and foremost. Um, I was dealing with like, I had just moved to LA to be an actor and like I was in love with this guy and we had broken up and I had obviously moved to the States and like I, you know, couldn't get over him and stuff. And so I was just trying to depict that feeling of like, small town boy wanted you know i want a dream but also it's like you it's like your first love and so it just felt important to like get that innocence and write about it and like that theme of like because everyone everyone everyone's experienced that like versus who you are now and then what you're like when you go back to your hometown i guess so what has writing a song been able to give you that like writing a poem just couldn't um clarity what what is it about writing a poem that just keeps things out of focus well poetry is actually easy for me to write because huh. it's just the like my thoughts but songs you have to like cohesively structure them and um you have to you know come up with a good chorus and a pre and everything like that so it's like i guess writing poetry helped me songwrite but yeah. songwriting is more like cathartic to finally nail that feeling i because i can only write about like what i'm going through you know i understand that but like with a poem, are are like those poems like left unfinished in a sense? Are they not complete stories, or are they? Well, poems are essentially just. I mean, it's a different medium, but it's just they're just thoughts. It's just like a, 
paragraph of thoughts and you can structure it how you want. There's so much freedom in poetry, but songwriting, like, you do kind of have to follow a structure. Like, I am an indie pop writer, right? Indie pop musician. So I can't just <laughs> have no structure and, you know. But, so was this heartbreak is what pushed you into songwriting originally? Yeah. Or uh-huh. was it you just trying to make sense of it or communicate it, your feelings or your thoughts? I mean, I've been a singer since I was four. I've performed in tons of musicals. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I've always been a singer, you know. I always played guitar, I played piano, I played clarinet. Um, but writing is the one thing. Like, my mum's a writer. Obviously, my sister's a songwriter, musician. But um, it was the only thing that made sense to me. Like, I literally cannot add maths, science, yeah. absolutely not. But I've always been, writing has always just been so natural to me. And so I think, I don't know, it just felt like the natural step. What held you back from writing songs have you had you thought about it before well yes i mean obviously my sister had she had just put out i think she had put up your heroine and i had always loved songwriting but i think for me it was like i think i had to know a bit about more who i was before i actually like i wanted my debut song to be like perfect i wanted it to be really me if i put music out when i was 19 it'd be very different to now like i'm so proud of this music now i wouldn't have been proud at 19. did you attempt to write music back then yeah i did i well because i moved to la to be an actor and i was would be in the studio like doing little secret covers and things i put a cover out when i was like 15 it got like i don't know 900k plays and i was like oh my god i love this (laughs) and at the same time you're watching your sister's lord Mm mm-hmm you're watching. She is? No, I know. Really? Did oh you know? Did I you? did not know. Breaking news. <laughs> um, I only really know her for her work as it relates to Onion Rings. I don't. I haven't heard her music at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, watching that success, mm. it is it has it's, to deter you a little bit, right? Or does it make you want it to? It's complicated. It made me hungry because, like, I when I was sixteen, I was doing like random little shoots for Teen Vogue and stuff, like just. I'm not sure why. I guess they just thought I was cool. And I would do like, I did Teen Vogue, I did like a nylon shoot, things at 16. And I was kind of, I didn't really have much to save myself. But I don't know, I guess I just fell in love with like, I love being in the studio. I love crafting a song. Like there's no feeling like being in the studio and you hear a certain synth or you, you know, you've got all your vox going and you, and you play it. And it's like that feeling, it's like that guttural feeling of like, oh my God, I nailed what I was trying to mm. say. So all I've ever really wanted was to chase that. But I probably was deterred, yeah, because I, you know, I wanted to be my own person, have my own experiences and like, I kind of wanted to let her do a thing too. Well, because even as cool as like all those like photo shoots are. Yeah, but like, what is it for? Well, well yeah, it's because you're Lord's sister, <laughs> yeah, right? Essentially, sure. do you feel like you lose identity or maybe it, it takes a little bit longer for you to understand your own identity living in that shadow? Both. You know, I think that um, I moved to LA when I was 18 to get out of the shadow. Mm. Um, I've always been a very bright person. I've always just like loved people, things like that. But I think I really had to have like life experiences before I could um, be myself. Like New York was a big part of why I became like that, you know. And I, I I just wanted to like, I wanted to write for the right reasons, not to just get fame, you know, things like that. It's a it's a it's an interesting upbringing, but I would never wish it any other way, you know. Would you go back and do things differently? Um, no, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't. I really like that I had the guts to move overseas so young. I had just turned eighteen. I was like one month from. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have changed it. Do you feel like separating yourself kept the relationship between you and your sister really healthy? Thousand percent. Yeah, because 100%. it could get really gnarly 100%. to be mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. 
I'm yeah. just speaking because I have friends yeah. and even in my own life, like differently. It is yeah. a unique. It yeah. really. It is unique. It, it affects a relationship. Yeah, I mean, it reflects. I think it re- like reflects the family dynamic. But the thing is, is like my mom is like, she always, Ella, you know, Ella would, was winning Grammys, and and my mom would be like, "You need to do the dishes," you know. <laughs> She'd be like, "You're not going out past eleven. I don't care." Like, I don't know. I I I I think it's made my life filled with color, and obviously, like, I wouldn't have the opportunity without it. And as I get older, it's a lot less hard. I think it's hard when you're fifteen and like your friends are clout chasing and like it's, yeah. it's it breaks your heart i think it breaks your heart in little ways but i think like we're sisters first and like honestly the main thing is that she has really good clothes and i'm not gonna lie like i've <laughs> stolen like all of her clothes so i will say that's a, a big thing see that's really interesting because <laughs> y- you you have to deal with a lot of like the mm. shitty sides of fame Mm. without really ever being the one to right. be to, to get all the good right but, but doesn't it force you out to become your authentic self faster you know i, I do think yes i think you mm. have to but, but you've got to be sure of your own voice well yes but also mm. like and that's based on each person is going to tackle that mm. differently because i know some people who lean into it and mm. fall victim to it or mm. use it as an excuse or as a way to enable their lack of yeah does that make sense kind of can you what like, do you mean like uh, there are situations that come top of mind where, like, spill the tea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. That's you know, no, I get it. It's like, do you mean like feeling victimized by the situation? Yeah, and so, so they, they oh, really totally, blame totally, anything totally. that goes wrong mm-hmm. on this situation. Yeah, that their sibling or best friend mm-hmm. is ex superstar. And do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I one of the songs I actually wrote. I don't know if Max is gonna like me saying this, but I it was a song called Party Trick, and it's like it's such a beautiful. I really love it. It's like it talks about like the oh, what is it? It's like at these parties, all these bodies, something, something, asking how she is, but I'm right here. That's uh, what I mean. Like, and it's like they're asking about. I think her, the verse it, is like yeah. my my God. I need to find it. It's like. Yeah, it, it's just talking about like my dress on the internet and things like that. Like, of course, you would you're going to feel a certain way about this massive cloud over your life, but it also afforded me so many opportunities I never would have had, and I never would have fallen in love with New York. I never would have found myself without that situation. Totally. I mean, there's got there's pain and and if it wasn't that, it'd be something else, you uh. know. But like, it's such a part of it is such a part of who I am. It makes my story interesting, and I've only learned now to like obviously forging my own path of course but like i don't know like my sister's such a g we're just like she gives me like it, she just gives me amazing advice and like i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to do this without her because like she just you know she's always just like you need to forge your own path like we don't riff any music off each other yeah. it's always it's so separate well, but you don't share anything until it's out no. right no why is that i don't know i just i think i i know what i know what i'm doing now you know and i i I owe it to the song to not have critique. Like, I'll show my manager, I'll show some friends and stuff, but I think we're just such different entities that we have pretty similar voices. So, I mean, I've definitely showed her stuff. Like, I showed her a few things when I was about to go to mix, and she's like, holy shit. Like, but I I don't really want, like, advice from anyone, but, you know, I don't know. Well, is that just to keep its integrity intact? 100%. 100%. Are you afraid that you'd fall victim to, like, what your family, like, if they give you critique, you want to listen to your sister? Do you want to please her? Nah. I think she knows that I am doing this for my reasons, and I think she, they're just really, like, 
they I've always had a distinct voice I'm I've always like in a way like I've always loved I've always wanted to be the life of the party I love interviews I love like I just did a Rolling Stone like feature I just love that stuff you know that's because I, I know who I am but I I don't know I think they always knew that like I wanted to kind of be a be this entity so uh, does know. it bother you though that when people write articles about you it's always Lord's sister well it not really because that's what it is until it isn't right yeah. I mean you just you have to see through it and it's like you know that there's like this obviously like the ne- like for example one example i could say is like i tweeted this a few weeks ago and i want merch saying indy yelich is my favorite nepo sister like that's <laughs> i i embrace it. i think it's funny like it doesn't bother me yeah I saw it's so people, dumb to be like i think people know. are calling them nibblings these days instead oh. of nepotism if you're if you're a relative or if you're yeah. a brother or sister it's a it's a nibbling Nibbling. Nibbling. Instead of a sibling, you're a nibbling. Well, I don't like that. It sounds like nipple. I'm not like... I do not like... You you like doing these interviews. You mm. like being the center. I do. Is it fair to say that your sister is kind of the opposite? Yeah. 100%. Like, is that... Wait, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. She. I mean, she, she's shy. She's very sure of herself. Um, I've always... I mean, I've, I'm have i like a drama queen. I just like love it. I love... Honestly, I love attention. Like... But in a in not a bad way. Like I just I think it's fun. I love connecting with people. I've always like, I fell in love with like so many people in New York. Like just being around them and the colors of like youth and stuff. I don't know. I just the stuff is fun to me. Has the creative process behind putting a song together and even starting it come naturally to you, or has it been yeah. a trial or an error thing? Well, it well. So I met my manager when I was nineteen at a Grammy after party. And he put me in a few sessions. And as time went by, I started to kind of figure out my sound and I figured out structure. It was quite hard to songwrite and find that structure. But when I found it, like, it took, I, I was doing this, I was developing my sound for three years before I wrote these songs, you know? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, your first song, if you, as you say, Lord Sister, it has to be good, you yeah. know? So, I don't, I don't know. It, for me, it just, it's the one thing that, like, came so naturally and it was just like, I, I think I was really insecure at nineteen twenty. I had I was really like you know anxious and it was like I lived I wasn't living in LA not liking it and s- the studio is like the only place I felt like myself which is strange because like you know the sister thing but it's, how wonderful is that like we both feel so at home making in music yeah. I mean that I mean, must make your parents proud yeah yeah like crazy mm. it, it, does your sister understand why you don't play her your music yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, we're sisters first. Yeah. Like, it's like a job for anyone, you know. Like, I'm not gonna play my song to my brother. I'm not gonna play. <laughs> I well, no, that's not true. I do play them to. I do play them when they're done. But I would never. I just don't like showing versions that are half-assed. Like, they've got to be perfect. I have to be like, kick go on the radio tomorrow. And I'll show you. How did Killer begin? Oh my god. Great song. I was literally thank you. I was having like a full-on panic attack. In an Uber, I was late, my hair was dripping wet. I was going to Diplo's house. He lives in like this really nice house and it was a really sick session. And I was just like, I had such an identity crisis. I was like, you're just gonna fail. Like, this is terrible. Like, what's the point? Like, you're an imposter, all that stuff. And um, I was just angry. It was just like, I was so angry at my brain for like doing this to me when I had such an amazing opportunity. And um, I got in there and I was like 30 minutes late and my producer's guy called Phil Scully. He's amazing. And I just, I just wrote that verse, and it 
was literally just like my brain was just torturing me and so I was like what's a fun evil way to say like f you to yourself like you know and then I don't know it just came it was just like it was like because my favorite line is like um god I don't even know what it is I have to like pull it up it's like you want me to be Alexander the Great the pressure's on me and I don't want to break that is like but you're really talking to yourself yeah yeah it's not another person not really no it's like the biggest the biggest pressure I've found from being Ella's sister is me. It's not really anyone else. It's like I hold my because my success definition is, is quite an anomaly. Uh. You know, so maybe it's a maybe it's good because <laughs> means I don't make shit music. But, <laughs> hopefully. But do you think your definition of success is shaped by what you've seen your sister achieve? Hundred percent. Do you think that puts out of Yeah. Does that give probably. you crazy expectations yeah. then? It's it it's it is hard. Like that is not my favorite thing because I torture myself. It sucks, you uh, know. I can like there'll be the most like I, you know, I would have run. I, I'll write a song sent to Max, and I'm like he'll be like, oh my god, I love it, and I'm like, oh, I hate it, you know. It's torture. But Nothing so I can do about it. Though. Do you just put everything out to put everything out? No. How much stuff do you sit on that will never see the light of day? Eighty percent. Hmm. Wow, that's a lot of There's music. some stuff that I love that I hope comes, but not on the CP yet. How, like, how many songs do you have ready to go? Five. Just five. For the EP. Mm-hmm. Which is out now, right? Feb 17th. That's so not. <laughs> oh, yeah. February 17th, but isn't there a song coming? Home, hometown. Home, hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight. That's it. Yeah. You, you know, did what? say Hometown was a song that was closest to your heart. Yeah. Why is that? Um, because it's an ode to come, moving from suburbia to a big city, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's such a sad, beautiful song. It's kind of like, I think everyone can relate to this. Like when you go home to your hometown, you regress into the child you were at 17 or 16. And, you know, there are probably people around you that you know that they just, they just cut right into your heart that no one else ever could. Like, you know, I live in New York and I, I can, this music is out and I'm in, all this this cool stuff is happening but like the guy who knew me when I was 18 can crush me still mm. no it's just like I don't know it's a I have a complicated relationship with it I think do you enjoy going home or is it somewhere you try to avoid now because of that mm, I was home for eight months up until two days ago oh yeah <laughs> waiting for a visa and I just got it so I'm like in love I can let me ask you a question about threads <laughs> yes you said you wrote that about a Sagittarius huh <sighs> oh they're the fucking Wait, worst aren't they that's Dan that's me, <laughs> that's me. I'm a Sagittarius oh. Oh, you said Dan. I, I thought you were talking about the guy. Is his name Dan? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck research have you done? Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know. How's Dan fuck. doing? He's good. He's cool. He's doing well. <laughs> What's the deal with Sagittarius is? is? Huh? What? What's the deal with the Sag people? What? They're just like, oh, I don't know. Sag are just like, the sun shines on them. It's just like, they can do whatever they want and it's torture. I don't know. They're just like irresistible, I guess. Are they? Mm-hmm. That's so not how I would describe Dan. Really? Irresistible doesn't even come to mind. Well, Sag just like effortlessly cool, I feel like. Sagittarius is just like, I'm a Scorpio, so like I'm just like on fire all the time. Like I'm, everything mm. I do is like with intensity, you know? Yeah. I'm like a Scorpio moon, um, rising Leo and Scorpio sun, and then Scorpio in my house of venus or whatever look at you and you were with a yeah. sagittarius yeah Wait, you fuck you over <clears throat> no um no just 
a little bit older than me. I didn't want a relationship, but mm. I was in love with them. I didn't want to lose, like, because for me, New York is my identity. It's like how I formed, like, my own self and from away from everyone else, away yeah. from the noise of the world, right? That's my town, right? And I just didn't want to, I guess I didn't, I was so young, I'm tw- 24 now, but I was 23 and I didn't want to, like, commit to anyone because like, I didn't want my 20s to be taken away. Huh. Mm. But it's like that fun, toxic, like, situationship you just can't get rid of. Do you regret that decision? No. I don't really regret stuff. Will you go back to him eventually, maybe? Have you already gone back? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is it the guy you're, like, you said mm-hmm. you had a boyfriend, it's him? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out Dan. Shout out Dan. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Well, you said you didn't want a relationship in your 20s, but what, what changed? Mm. I changed, I guess. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's not as scary. It's kind of fun. It's kind of nice. Like, I just don't really, like, I don't know. I've, I've done the New York dating scene since I was, like, 19, like, hinge, 28-year-old asshole fighter guys. Nah. <laughs> you know, they're all called, like, Matt or Mark. Like, no fucking way. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I just, I like, I think I like the experience of, like, creating memories with someone and like the enrichment it's like i hate casual dating because i just like hate most people making memories is fun having mm-hmm. somebody to share things with is mm-hmm. really it's a, something it's actually special. really chill it's like because yeah. i i get pretty anxious around work and stuff and so it's good to like get that support you know totally and i don't have to explain myself that's important mm-hmm. it's like wow mm-hmm. did she just convince you dan to, to date someone no, I've made it through my twenties without doing that. I don't think it's for me. Fair enough. Doesn't yeah. have to be. Like I, I don't. I never dream of like marriage and kids. You don't. No. Yeah, me neither. I never have. I just dream of. Um, I just dream of buying an apartment in New York and, yeah, and just being a cool songwriter, having Sick. a cat. That's what I want. Seems achievable. Mm. I hope S- so. Seems well managed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Do you listen to the song differently now that you're actually dating him compared to singing about liking it but not wanting to be with someone? Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, that's my favorite song. Threads is my favorite. I love it. Like, I I love the production. I just love like how it feels like that deep yearning. You know, the bridge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that. But maybe I feel. I don't know. I I think it's just like an experience in time. I just like tried to capture that period in time and then. Now I'm in a new indie era, so. <laughs> Do you share your music with him before it's out? Uh, yeah, he works in. Um, he doesn't work in the industry at all, so he like it's just like, well, babe, so great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's nice. <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And is New York home? 100%. Sick. Like, forever. Mm. Boom. Never LA. Never. I've lived in LA... I, I just can't. I've lived in LA oh. for a year and a half. I just can't. The sun shines so much. It's mocking you. Like, I need seasons. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to talk to people about their fucking filler. Like, I just want to talk oh. about, like, books and cool stuff and, like, restaurants. And I want to get drunk <laughs> at bars. Like, I don't want to talk about your fucking filler and Instagram and, like, shit I don't care about. I'll talk about TikTok because I love TikTok. But, like, 
I don't want to talk about like, I don't know. It just makes me sad, like talking about vapid stuff. Who's a freeloader in your life? Oh, I could literally say the name. <laughs> say it. Who is it? Dan. No, I'm kidding. Oh, well, I'll I'll change one letter. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you the story if you want. Yeah, yeah. why? Yeah. There's actually a few people that are um, freeloaders in my life that are not in my life. Well, and wait, how do you define a freeloader? Is this somebody who uses you for money? Emotional um, energy? There's actually two people. It's kind of complicated. Like, one about this girl that I used to, like, date, who's a bitch. Okay. Real bitch. And then um, this guy that stayed at my house for, like, way too long. And so I threw his, like, supreme underwear out the window of my fire escape because he wouldn't leave my apartment. And I was like, get the hell out of here. Like, you're overstaying. You're welcome. Interesting. <laughs> oh. Did you ask him to leave? Oh, plug, yeah. Plug back in. A ton of times. And he wouldn't leave. Yeah. How did like, he get there to begin with? Well, he, I, he was like, because I, I live in the East Village and I had a tiny apartment at that time. And um, there wasn't even a living room. Like, now I have one. But it was, like, two bedrooms and a kitchen. And so I did give up my room. And I was like, you can stay for three days, but like no more, you know? And he was just like, oh, okay. Like, and he was traveling the world, but like didn't have money for like a train ticket. What? Um, so works. three days goes by and I'm like, okay, like I kind of need you to leave. Like, sorry, like, is that okay? Oh, but I thought you said I could stay a week. What? Gets to a week. I'm like, you need to leave. Like, I'm sorry, but my roommate's getting really agitated. But you, you said I could stay for two weeks. And I was like, no way. And he, and he, Smoked all my weed, what? um, drank all of my white claws. What? And so one time he was out and I was like, you please. I was like actually getting furious and angry. And he was out like at a bar with his mates. So I put all of his, and we like had a fight. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I put all of his like Supreme boxes in a little plastic bag, dumped them out on the fire escape. That was it. <laughs> and you never talked to him since? No. Really? No. What? No, I won't. I won't be no. How disgusting is that? Yeah, it's like, but it was literally like, please, I'm begging you to leave. Yeah. Wouldn't leave. You should not be traveling if you can't. If no, stay in a hostel. Like that's a, oh, just go it Makes home. me so angry. Okay, so then the girl also a freeloader. Yeah, um, and I was with her that night, and she ended up going home with my best friend and dated him for a year. Oh, mm -hmm. what? and like gaslit me intensely, and was like the first girl that I like properly dated, and like. You know, just like, and I was a bit more sure of like my sexuality and she, she was, just, yeah, horrible, like real, the most like, such a bad experience. And like, then when they broke up and I was good friends with him. So I was like caught in the middle. And then when they broke up, she like would come on to me again. And it's just, Ooh, and then, 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 then she slept with, they broke up. She then slept with my friend's boyfriend. Oh, I, was, ugh, I can't even. Ew. Yeah. How are you making friends in New York City? <laughs> oh, not those friends. Uh, well, a lot of my friends are friends from home, a lot of Kiwis and stuff. Okay, got it. I just, sometimes, like, I don't know, girls who are drunk in the bathroom meet a girl at a bar, like, as friendly. Yeah. And they're like, you want to go to brunch tomorrow? I'm like, I do. <laughs> I, just, I just love friends. I love people. I That's know. nice. <laughs> I feel like that only happens in New York City, though. That's not uh, happening in LA. No, I, don't, I, think, I think the city is what you make of it. I yeah I agree. I think that. like there are some of my best friends in LA. LA is a great city when you have people you love. That I don't is think true. I can ca I can't be like shit on LA because it's also like kind of where I work and I'm so lucky to like be in the room with you guys. You know, it's like that's it. Even though I would rather this conversation be happening in Brooklyn, <laughs> we have studios there. You can come. Oh, you do? Yeah, we do. Huh. What are you thinking over there? I mean, I've never been to them. Well, they're they are there. I'm about to bring out Roker there. I'm about to tap these studios like I've actually been there. And I've never <laughs> been. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take Arrow on a tour. <laughs> I've never been. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll play it off. Well. Okay. 
I'll be like Jennifer Coolidge. I'm a actor. Manhattan girl, though. Yeah. Oh, mm. excuse Thread me. Through. Okay. Got it. Ooh. What are you thinking? Well, I was going to ask where she lives in East Village, but that's probably not smart for you to probably, say here. Yeah. Oh, you want to know if you used to live near her? I lived in East Village for five years, too. Oh, by, I'll just tell you, by Tompkins Square Park on um 10th Street. Oh, okay. I was right mm-hmm. by the Standard, so we weren't oh, too far wow. apart. Cool. Yeah. Were you second and third? I, oh, I don't live there anymore. I was on 5th Street between second and third, right where it turns into Bowery. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my favorite area. Yeah. Ugh, I love New York so much. I love a nice, shitty little apartment. Ugh. Nothing worked. It was awesome. But question for you yeah. was that the best time of your life looking back yes mm-hmm. when really? I, after about yep. four years there i was there for five years yeah. after four years i was ready to go yeah but now looking back i'm like yeah. yeah that those years were the best 20 to 23 in new york was the best time of my life yeah. and i'm just like dying to repeat that like i'm going back just for that mm. just like ugh, divine but if you're chasing after something you've already i'll just get achieved, on a plane yeah but like you'll never have what you had oh no you'll no have to have yeah. something new totally I just, I mean more like, I don't mean like that time. I mean more like New York, like, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I always I wonder what mean. it's like, to, it, what would it be like to go back and live in New York now that I'm older? Because I just remember yeah. New York in my 20s, drinking till six in the morning, partying mm. all night long. It's built for that. See, I'm like not, I'm like, I did that for like, I was, I'm never like a crazy party. Like I love a good, love a good bar, love a good cocktail, but like. For me, where I live in the East Village is like real chill and it's homey, and I live with one girl who's my best friend, mm-hmm. and it's just such a nice life. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not a good driver. <laughs> don't like cars. Don't like motorway. Nah. So. God, I, I miss like New York it. City. It's just there's like a there's a vivacity and like this like liveliness that you just won't get anywhere else. It's like you're having a bad day. It's five o'clock. You just go for a walk and you just keep walking and you just see so many things that are like you just see people living so like yeah. so so honestly and like you can just slip into a little bar have a drink by yourself bring a book whatever you can you know it's more for me that life is available after 9 p.m i grew up in suburbia like i I, I need to know that like i'm a night owl like i need to know that there's life i guess am i gonna move back to new york city this year probably not (laughs) never say never you can visit never say never Anyway, you got to listen to Indie's music. We're going to put a link in the description below. Uh, all the music that's out now, which is only a couple songs, but the full EP comes February... 17th. 17th. February 17th. I don't even know. There it is. <laughs> February 17th. Tell your friends that it exists. Link in the description below. What are you thinking? Do you have... Uh... Like, when you look at this album, is there things you want to accomplish with it? Because you were talking about your sister's success and how you may compare yourself, but what do you want to do with this EP? I mean, of course there's things I want to accomplish. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I I want to accomplish a lot, but I also think it's okay if I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I wrote a body of work that I love, I'm really proud of, and I just hope that, like, I just want to do some cool shows. I want to write for other people. Like, I want to finally figure out how to do TikTok because I'm so bad at it. so hard. That's your goal for the EP? To get better at TikTok? No, like, I have goals, but, like, (laughs) I I guess they're until I reach them. Yeah. I just ziplock them away. Like I, it's hard because like, you know, like you, 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 there are expectations of me in some regard, but like I've, I've just done the best I can do. What mm. else can I do? You know, I can't. That's it. Mm. Do you feel like there's expectations of you? Yes. Who has them? The media. Absolutely. 100%. Do you think they're looking for you to succeed or fail? They're not looking for me to fail. I found the media to be really lovely, but um, I think they're, I don't know, they're not looking for me to fail, but I, it's more matching up. It's hard for me, like, because 
don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just no matter what you do, it's going to be compared to her, mm. which is not really fair. But mm-hmm. like you said, it's what the media is going to do and the public. But I'm I'm hoping to get to that place where eventually, like, that's why the initial headline will be what it is. And that's fine. But I want to put out enough music so that I can stand on my own. And the music has to speak for itself. And, like, I think we're cut from the same cloth. Like, we've got a, a, a writer mother. You know, right. we both grew up reading the same books. Like, I think that they're... I'm kind of it's like that lucky ingredient like maybe maybe overall I'm just lucky because obviously the the Nepo vibe but like I don't know I think eventually like I'll just be known as me if you could go back in time and release music and not tell anybody that you're Lord's sister would you no probably not Re- why because it's part of my story yeah. and I I don't want to avoid that I mean it's quite a unique story um but I have, I have a, vo- a voice of my own. I'm very sure of who I am, and like, I don't know. I'm. I. I think it's sick that like people initially tune in because of that. Like, uh. it doesn't really bother me anymore. I don't know. Do you remember the conversation you had with her when you told her that you were going to release something? Yeah, she was like, "Oh my god!" Like she, she never, she never ever once gave me any like connections. But because I met my manager, but she was like real supportive and gave me advice about and you know things like that she'd always give me advice but I think she said to me like if you're gonna do it like it's kind of up to you to solve you know it is true right yeah it's hard I mean it's pretty hard like I've put in you built from nothing so many years of like I would go to LA like twice a month and sleep on my sleep on my oh on my mate's couch and like eat like sandwiches and stuff because like Uh, freeloader (laughs) (laughs) people I guess people assume like because you're the sister of someone famous that you like have all these resources to you but like that was never true I just like I just I was lucky enough to have the name in the door but like that's it like yeah but she didn't get you your manager I know your manager he's not cool enough to know your sister (laughs) I'm kidding Max knows everyone everyone he knows literally knows it's good for me yeah Yeah. I don't know (laughs) (laughs) your house is too cool your manager decorates his house very nicely with skeletons yeah it's good I love it so dark. No. Well done. Dark. Dark? No, they're lit up. Yeah, but like, Max, the skeleton, their skeletons skulls, are dark. Skull, dark things. He, so, the thing with Max is like, I remember I had a, I think I had like a meeting or something. He goes, hold on, hold on, I just need to sort something out. And he was literally organizing movers for skeletons. Like, yeah. to set it up and everything. He was like, I'm going to get it professionally photographed by Jones. Clark. Yeah, of course. And like, it's just, it was so <laughs> J- funny. Jones giving his talent to that Jones. shoot is ridiculous. He's like, I'm begging for a photo of the <laughs> he's, skeletons. He's going to listen to this. I never have asked you for a photo favor. It was the first time I ever have. I stand by that. That's Max's, a huge deal. Yeah, when I shot a music video, I got really freaked out because Max had a Chuck. I hate Chucky. And he had a uh, Chucky yeah, doll in his like wardrobe. And I was just like, this is terrifying. You're dark, dude. Yeah. I like it a lot. Me too. You ever try his cookies? Yeah. Well, he came for two weeks to my family house, and he baked all of us cookies, and they were so good that my family. <laughs> what? You take these halfway across the world? No. He, no, he, he made them. He made them from scratch. Like bought everything. They Jones and him did this like beautiful night for my family. Like cook my whole family. Like Ella was there. Jerry, like everyone. And did you stay with them? No, you didn't. Yeah, he stayed with me. <laughs> yeah, we have a cool house in 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 Auckland. Yeah, he did. We I took him like out on my, I drive a tractor. I took him on my tractor. I took him to my beach house. That's amazing. I, I made him swim when it was like, you know, 20 30 degrees. Oh wow. Like that's terrifying. Yeah. Sick. 
he he frolicked that's... through um hills. Oh wow! Yeah, like a hobbit. Yeah. No, that's a video. Oh okay. yeah. You gotta see. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good one. Yeah. His, yeah. his my mom likes him more than me. That that's the max effect. Yeah. Can't believe you got all the he ingredients should be the to make star. your cookies. I always say he should be the star, and I'll manage you. You yeah. know. Well, he was. He took over one of our interviews once with, with another artist, and he decided to talk the entire time, and people <sighs> loved it. Got oh, a better reaction yeah. than the artist. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Right? It's good though. It's good. It, it, <laughs> I'm always. I'm always excited when he texts me. I think five percent of me is like afraid of him because I know that he's like really like good what he does, and I'm like, okay, I'll do that. He's like, hey, just checking in. I'm like, it's coming. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> he's on it. Yeah. By the way, you got to listen to Indie's music. We're going to put a link in the description below. The EP comes in February, but listen to what exists. Killer, Threads. Hometown. Hometown. The new one. She's here, and she's ready for your ears. So listen, listen, listen. You good? Well, the only song we didn't talk about was Hero. We all talk about that? Yeah, we didn't talk about Hero. My favorite. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's been in this situation. It's just about being, like, head over heels for a friend and they don't feel the same and you want it to go away but you can't and it was about a oh I'll probably find out when they see this oh my god um about a best friend of mine who I have kind of had feelings for for like not anymore but like I had feelings for for like 10 years and um yeah it was just like sucked because mm, sad I guess it's like one of those everyone has that one person that like they kind of have that flame for you know that you like and they don't they want to but they just don't like you that way and it's like I would see him like he, he would like talk to me about his girlfriends and I was his mate and it was just like sucked yeah it's terrible over that now <laughs> are you over it though? um yeah I actually I actually am do you talk weirdly. to them at all? yeah yeah we're, we're mates yeah. yeah um but I I've been over it like I it solidified I saw him recently and over it sick mm, it was nice See a motherfucker. <laughs> <sighs> Do they know you're in love with them? Well, not now. Yeah, you were, no. You were? You never told them? Never. They'll find out on the EP. You never told no. them? Well, they know it's about... For all yeah. you know, they 100%. could feel the same way about you. Oh, well. I've got better. All right. Holy shit. Let me ask you a question. You what should... If... You, wait, hold on. Never. Wait. I couldn't... Yeah, but you don't even know if... Yeah, but for, I don't feel like that anymore, though. Yeah, but for all you know, you could be existing in this world, thinking that this person would never like you, but they do, but you d- never yeah, shared how you felt. Windows closed. You closed it, though. Yeah, but, like, now that it's closed, I just would never want to reopen that. It's okay, just, it's, if he listened to the song and knew it was about him, and he came to you and said, I have felt the same I would, way. I would, I'd say, I'm so glad you feel like that, but I, I genuinely don't feel like that at all anymore. I would be like, you're too late, mate, like... You too are too late. You are too late. Yeah. Yeah. I You're 24. It's not like you're 97 <laughs> years old on your fucking deathbed. Yeah, better late I'm than never. Seven, I'm 74. Too late. No, but it's like you feel like that so intensely and then it just kind of goes. I felt like that for years and But then know. was it ever real love? Yeah, it was. Like love doesn't love is a, is a I, period of time. I thought I was in love with a best friend and I wasn't. Maybe it was that then. And I said it, it prematurely. Well, it I, I never said it. I it might not have been love. It was this like deep because I knew them from high school and stuff. But um, no, nah, I just I grew up and I I just don't I don't want that. Like I I think it's like good that they know, but 
if they came to me and they're like, I love you, I want to be with you, I'd be like, nah. It's just... I, wow. I'm a Scorpio. You don't want me? Next. Here's... What do you mean next? Is what, oh, okay. I'm kidding. I no, I just... I, I can't change it. Like, I can't change it. It's it's a nice... I like that it's a heartbreaking song and that's it. And then it's, that's a beautiful feeling. And just close the door on it. Like, I like that I felt like that. And I, I, I'm I glad I didn't say anything. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> We'll see what happens next time. The brooding artist. <laughs> Listen to the EP. Link in the description below. Listen to the songs that are currently available. But the full thing drops in February. Mm-hmm. Indy, it was nice to meet you. Nice, nice to like, meet you. I hadn't met you before, but yeah. it was nice to officially hang out with you. I know. It was so fun. I love the ASMR on the headphones. We sa- I sound way better, too. Yes. What? Where'd you guys meet? We met a couple of years ago. She He's came to the with, studio. Um, yeah. With my mates, Jesse and Jagger Walk. Oh shit! Mm. I've known for years. Yeah, 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 she came to the studio. It's all coming back. Yeah. Like 2015, and that day, 2016. I was in the studio. Oh, that day man. I was in the first day of my life. I was in the studio, like recording a cover or a song or something. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. You Fate. had different color hair. Blonde, yeah. real blonde. This is natural. Yeah. I can't do the bleach anymore. Wow. Yeah, do you remember that? Now I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was in our studio, but that, yeah, I do remember that. 2016. It had to have been or 2017. Wow, that's crazy. How it's full circle. 17. Seven years later, I'm back. Yeah. Holy shit. That's God, cool. we've been around a long time. Long time. Fuck. Yeah. Listen to Indy's music, please. <laughs> really amazing to really actually hang out with yeah, you and get to know so you. Much. You good? Yep. Okay. Indy, everybody. Woo! Woo! Hello, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Indy. I appreciate you. Please share our podcast with those you care about. Hit subscribe and check out Indy's music. You can listen to all of it. Available on Amazon Music. Big thanks to Indy for hanging out. Big thanks to our sponsor, GoPuff. And big thanks to you. Now be safe. Hug your family if you can. Remind them that you love them. And have a great day. Keep listening to music because it helps make the world go round. If you need something, at Sanction on any form of social media. I'll talk to you real soon. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Villa Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez Crook. Our post production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>